Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the 18th day of March 2020. We're broadcasting you today from North Central West Virginia. I'm going to stay in the book of John today, going to chapter 18. Talk about our Lord and Savior being betrayed and arrested by, by the Romans under the guidance of of the Sanhedrin. Um, before we do, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity one more time to expound your word. That word which will go out and not come back void, but will do that which you sent it to do. Now, Father, we ask you today that your spirit would be totally involved in this, that you would teach us and guide us, order our footsteps. And Father, may we see what needs to be seen. You know, every individual that's going to listen to this broadcast, you see every need in their life. You see every situation, every circumstance. And Lord, in these uh, trying times, times of trouble, times of chaos, what you said would happen. And we know today that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And Lord, you said when you see these things come to pass, look up because your redemption draweth nigh. I just anoint these words today for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. John chapter 18, after Jesus had spoken the words, the the very last verse of chapter 17, where he prayed for his, his, uh, he prayed, he prayed to be glorified. He prayed for his disciples. And then the last broadcast, we thought I'm praying for the church. Those that heard the words or hear hear the words, the the uh, the church of 2020, he prayed for. Um, the Bible declares we are uh, should have salt and should have life. Um, that we salt and light. That we should be a a a a, a praise God beacon in a time of chaos, a time of trouble. A time of con- what confusion? The Word of God says that men's hearts will fail them. What they see coming on the face of the earth, um, Jesus said, "This is just the beginning of sorrows or travail." Uh, we're living in different times. Um, as praise God, some of you know this today that uh, we are not living in times of past. Um, this is the day and the hour when the pressure is turned up. This is the day and the hour when uh, people have to make up their mind who they're going to serve, who they're going to trust. So today we're going to talk about our Lord and Savior being betrayed, of course, by who? Judas. And he was arrested and taken away. And this is the beginning of his uh, trip to the cross, the road, the road to the cross, where he paid for the sins of every individual ever the universal call of the lord and savior jesus christ he died for every man woman boy girl 
that was ever born. Every man and woman, boy, girl has an opportunity to receive Christ into their heart and to their lives. Uh, John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And everything you see going on today and has been for years is a product of sin. Is a product of the fall. The Bible declares that Satan, for a time and a season, is the god of this world, little g, pseudo, temporarily. Um, and the Bible points out he comes to kill, to destroy, a thief, a murderer. The Lord said from the beginning he was such. So Peter said, thinking not strange of the fiery trials, don't think it's strange when things come to pass that Jesus spoke about. This is what's going on today is uh, what the Bible says would happen. And as we get closer to the coming of the Lord, the Bible declares these things will increase. These things have always been, but there's a ramping up. We are... uh, Heading towards the pinnacle, the apex, the the time and the hour of the coming of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What day is he coming? I don't know. The word of God says the Father only knows. But we should be looking for him. Not with our head in the clouds all day. The Bible says occupy until he comes. Do what we need to do. Preach the gospel. Occupy in this world. Be salt and light, which he called us to be. And proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let people know that the only hope there is, is Jesus Christ. Now, many um, blast and they lampoon and they make fun of that name. But the Bible says this, God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he all sow, reap. Pray for our president. Pray that God gives that man strength and wisdom and not all of our leaders. That, uh, that the hand of God would touch and heal and deliver and set free. <clears throat> and the Bible says to search out our own salvation with trembling and with fear. To make sure that nothing stands between us and our Savior. That, that there's nothing in our lives today that would separate us from the fellowship that we need with God Almighty through the Holy Spirit. The Bible declares the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us. In other words, he will convict us, not condemn us, convict us of our sins, and then we act accordingly. If God shows us something in our souls, then we need to do something about it. Not that we can, not that we can scrub it out, or not that we can do anything to change it in ourselves, but that we call on the name of the Lord, who gives us strength through the Holy Spirit, through the finished work of Jesus Christ. He is our strength. That we're coming, our going, a present help in the time of trouble. We're in those times. We're in these times. We are. We are in those times. And. I've heard down through the year, well, we are in the tribulation period. Now, I've read about the tribulation period. It's much, much worse than this. We're heading that way. We're heading that way. Jesus said a time that has never, ever been before. A time 
when men will be perplexed, the waves and the seas roaring, man's hearts failing, what they see coming on the face of the earth. This is where we are at today. And we need a relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to accept him into our heart and to our lives. We'll talk today about his uh, his road to the cross, where he he gave it all for humanity. He laid it down. He gave everything, the perfect Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice. He said, he said, no one takes my life. I lay it down, and I will pick it back up again. <clears throat> so John chapter 18, when Jesus had spoken these words, talking about verse 26 or 17, and I declared unto them by name, and will, and will, do what, will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. And then the word of God says in 18, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with, the, with his disciples over the brook of, of Kindron, was a garden into the which he entered and his disciples. Okay, the brook Kindron or Kinron runs, it's a deep valley between the Mount of Olives and the city of where Jerusalem. And, of course, the garden was Gethsemane, which means oil press. Um, he's starting his passion. He's starting uh, his trip to the cross. He knew that's the reason he was manifested. The Bible declares for this reason was the Son of God manifested. He might destroy the works of the devil. Verse 2. And Judas... This is Judas, who Iscariot, also which betrayed him, knew the place. For Jesus oft times resorted there with his disciples. So this is a place that they went to relax, per se, and uh, a time that they gathered, and probably Jesus spoke spoke to them there. But now he's going, and uh, basically are those who went with him, but he's going to be by himself. Uh, they did not tarry and wait with him. The word of God says that they fell asleep. Um, maybe they didn't realize the the hour which he was in, what was was about to happen. He had told them. Sometimes we don't realize things until they're right upon us. Um, so the word of God says that Judas, which betrayed him, knew the place. Matthew 26, verse 36, then cometh to Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane and saith unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible that this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto, he, uh, he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing. But the flesh is weak. Now we know what 
Jesus had spoke over Peter about the sifting. But Satan seeks to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you. Okay. And he went away the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. And cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand. What doth betray him? He is at hand that doth betray him. Talk about who? Judas Iscariot. Um, the Lord had pointed out the Last Supper who was going to do it. Um, and Judas went out and started started to put the plan the plan into effect. Um, Thirty pieces of silver to portray our Lord. Um, the Bible calls him the son of what perdition, along with only one other man in the Bible, and that's the Antichrist, the son of destruction. It wasn't good for him. And I've said many, many times that if he would have repented, that Jesus would have forgave him. But he didn't. But he didn't. Psalms 41.9 says, Yea, my own familiar friend whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, have lifted up his heel against me. Zechariah chapter 11, verse 12, And I said unto them, If you think good, give me my price, and if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver. John John seventeen twelve, while I was with them in the world, I kept them by thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, which is Judas, that the scripture might be fulfilled. So this was the hour of him being portrayed, betrayed. Verse verse three. Then who Judas, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. So they came to fulfill what has been building up their hatred and their contempt for Christ, how he had rained on their religious parade, how he had he had exposed them for who they are. He told them, he said, he called them dead men's bones. He said, uh, your sepulchers are empty. He said, you decorate the outside, but the inside is uh, darkened. He said to them that your father is the devil. And they claimed their father was Abraham, per se. And and they were exposed. They were exposed. And they were angry because he had messed up their religion. He'll do that all the time, mess up people's religion. Because these uh, these men, these people had a religious spirit. Religious spirit. They were uh, prideful, condescending. Uh, 
They held the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which Jesus talked about in Revelation, where the uh, where the priestly got you know those who wore the priestly garb was above the laity, so to speak, and they always looked down their nose at them. So they came with torches and weapons, with lanterns. They meant they meant business. Verse four. The word of God says, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things, and being God, that should come up on him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? Who are you looking for? And uh, we see the, uh, the evil hand of religion involved in this. In John 13, 1, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. So he knew what he came to do. He, uh, at the age of 12, he came up missing, and Mary and Joseph was hunting for him, found him in the temple, and he said, he said I must be about my father's business. And he wasn't talking about Joseph, of course. He's talking about God the Father. Verse 5. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth, is who we're looking for. Jesus said unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. Uh, now we see something here. He said, I am he. The translators, if you look in your Bible, it's italicized. It means it was added by the translators, but they should have read I am, which is the same words that God the Father spoke to Moses. You tell the people that I am, that I am has sent you, that I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. I know the beginning from the ending. In Exodus 3.14, we see this. And God said unto who Moses, I am that I am. He said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am, have sent me unto you. So here we have Jesus Christ. The word of God says, thinking not robbery to be equal with God. He was God the Son. God incarnated. So this was powerful. He told him who he was. Now, they didn't see him in that light. They were blinded. The word of God said they were uh, full of hatred and evil. They sought to murder the man, which they didn't murder him. He gave up his life. Um, they didn't see him as the Messiah because they rejected him. They were looking for an insurrectionist, one that would come in and once again restore Israel back to prominence, uh, a tear down the Roman Empire and the bondage that they had over the people. And... Uh, the word of God says that there would have been a time they would have crowned him as king. But he went on to expound of what he come for. And, of course, we know what happened. They did not receive him for the most part. Some did. And as soon, this is verse 6, <clears throat> as soon as soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward. And fell to the ground. 
So his answer is, uh, and his response fulfilled what David spoke in Psalms 27 and 2, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. See, this was, this was what was orchestrated by God. This, this was not man. This was, the Bible declares that Jesus Christ was crucified from the foundation of the world. That this was the plan of God when he spoke in Genesis 3.15 and gave a promise of the Redeemer. For the seed of the woman shall crush the head of the seed of the serpent. Because he was manifested for this reason. To destroy the works of the devil. <clears throat> Verse 7. <clears throat> pardon me. Then ask he them again. Whom seek ye? And they said Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. <clears throat> pardon me. Paul wrote in Philippians 2, verse 9, Wherefore God has all, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Listen now. That at that name, every knee should bow and will bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So all the blasphemings here today, all the uh, unbelief, all the all the godless rhetoric, all those who deny his name, will a point in time bow, not only bow, but out of their mouth shall speak that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's future for a lot. Now, if you confess him now, you're way ahead of the game. you you're going to be fine. But if you're forced to confess him, if you right now are pushing against him, rejecting, which many are, many are, and, 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 and they're outward, they're blatant about it. They speak against his holy name, his righteous name. But the bottom line is that one of these days, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of God and his Christ. This is future tense. This is what all that's going on now is leading up to. This is all written in the word of God. Nothing should take a Christian by surprise. In the last days, Paul wrote, shall be peerless times, fierce times. When men will call evil good and they will call good evil. Would they refuse to retain God in their knowledge? And the Bible says he shall send them strong delusion. This is where we're at. Christ haters, Christ rejecters. <clears throat> the spirit of Antichrist <clears throat> is moving, pardon me. And very prevalent. Preparing the way for the man is going to be the Antichrist. The incarnation of Satan himself. John 18, 8. Jesus answered, I've told you that I am he. 
or I. If ye therefore seek me, let these go their way. And here we have him uh, as an intercessor. He said, take me, but let my disciples go. I've already shown my power over you. All I I said was I am, and people fell to the ground, and something happened. And I know somebody was moved in their spirit and in their soul. Probably somebody there was, was convinced that this man wasn't just a normal man. There was something different about him. But he goes and he uh, shows what he spoke about in John 10. I am the good shepherd. I'm the door. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. I'm the savior. I'm a present help in the time of trouble. I'll always stand between you and evil. I'll always make intercession for you. I went to the cross and, and I made every provision that you need for this life and to live this life and live a godly life in Christ Jesus. That when I went to the cross, I finished what I said I was going to do. Now, there are many that's come out now through the years <laughs> that Christ didn't finish what he came to do. What a lie. What a stinking lie. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. First of all, there's no mortal man that can possibly do what Christ did or even come close to it. He was the God man. He was the perfect lamb of God that came from God to Father who takes away the sin of the world. I don't say things well sometimes, but listen to what I say today, that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he came to do what he was sent to do, and he did it. And he resurrected on the third day, and he ascended unto the Father, sitting by the right hand, and he's coming back in like manner. I believe those words. I believe those words. We see his love here. <clears throat> Let these go their way. Don't punish them. He knew their frailties and their weakness. He already told Peter what's, what's, what's going to happen. But yet he loved them. He loved them. God is love. He loves us anyhow. A perfect love. The word of God declares that casteth out all fear. Verse 9. That the same might be fulfilled which he spake of them which thou gavest me, have I lost none. Okay, that's John 17, 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them by thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I've kept. None of them is lost, but the son of perdition, which is Jesus, that the scripture might be fulfilled. The same verse I read before. He said, I I didn't lose any of them, but Judas chose to be lost. He chose to be lost. Verse 10. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. John is the only one that gives this man's name. His name was Malchus. He was a high priest servant. And in Luke chapter 22, 
verse 51, Luke wrote, and Jesus answered, and suffer you thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. In other words, he picked up the severed ear, put it back on the man. Okay, the, the man that was coming to arrest him. I mean, what kind of effect did that have on that man? Would he not know there's something different about this man? What love and compassion he picked up this guy's ear and stuck it back on his head. Who can do that? God. God. That which is impossible with man, God can do. There's nothing impossible with God. Verse 11. Then said, then said who Jesus unto Peter, put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? This was him giving himself. That was him giving himself. He was on to tell that we will read down the road about, he said, he said, if my kingdom was of this world, then my servants would fight for me. Or draw the sword like Peter did. But this wasn't time for that. This is time for man being reconciled back to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. The plan of God was in effect. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And simply put, Jesus Christ is the answer for everything that's going on. In your personal life, in your corporate life, in your social life, whatever it might be, everything you see going on today, the answer is Jesus Christ. The fear that tries to overtake us, his perfect love, cast out fear. Humble yourself before God. And in due time, you'll be exalted. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Confess your sin. Make a conscious decision to repent and turn and go in another direction. Call upon the name of the Lord. You shall be saved. That's what needs to be going on in this country right now. We need to be repenting. We need to be getting rid of our idols. This is a divine interruption. This virus. And I don't know the ins and the outs. But I do know that God is trying to get the attention of his church. For judgment begins at the house of God. He speaks to us. It's, it's cleaning day. It's time to humble ourselves before God. As a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Lay aside every weight of sin. That's which should so easily beset us. And call on the name of the Lord. You don't have to speak in the King's English. Just speak your word. Jesus, come into my heart and my life. I repent, I'm sorry for my sins. 
Heal me, heal our land. The Bible declares that all dominion and all power has been given unto who? Jesus Christ. The Bible even calls him the creator. All things were made by him and for him. There was nothing that wasn't made that wasn't made by him. There was nothing that was made that wasn't made by him. Your personal relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing in your life. Uh, you said, what? Yes. Yes. Because we are in a fleshly body. The Bible says the point that a man wants to die, men die every day. Mankind dies every day. People go out into eternity every day, and some of them without Jesus. Jesus said he came to destroy the fear of death. O death, where's I sing? O grave, where's thy victory? Corruption shall put on incorruption. Mortality shall put on immortality. Jesus Christ is the way, the only way. We must stress that in these last days. Get rid of everything else that you're putting your faith in. You get rid of everything. I mean, I mean, if you're putting your faith in your church, the organization, the what denomination, put your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't put your faith in what men used to do, traditions of men. <clears throat> put your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't put your faith in religious activities. Put your faith in Jesus Christ because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. The finisher. He did what he had to do. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory. We know today, Lord, that we did the best we could and it's your word and Lord, you give understanding. We ask you right now in the name of Jesus, everybody that hears this broadcast, you see their situations, you see their circumstances, you see the hour and the day in which we're living, you see everything that's going on. And Lord, let this nation realize that they they need to come to you. Let the church realize that they must put you at the forefront again, that you must be the head of the church. You, You purchased the church with your own blood. And once again, we must allow the Holy Spirit to take precedence in our lives and in our churches and in our worship services, in our preaching and our teaching. Whatever needs to be done needs to be done for the glory of God. That you might be lifted up, that all men might be drawn unto you. But we speak healing today in Jesus' name. Healing, wherever it needs to be, whatever needs to be done. By your stripes, we are healed. You chastised for our peace of mind, bruised for our iniquities. You paid it all, my God. You paid it all. Let your spirit take prevalence in this nation. May the men and women of God once again hear your voice with clarity. Lord, have mercy on us. (laughs) Lord, as the Publicans stood in the temple and beat his chest and said, we have sinned. God have mercy on us. God have mercy on us. Be merciful. 
We have no righteousness but your righteousness. We have no healing but your healing. You are the I am. <laughs> the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, knowing the beginning from the ending. You're all in all. And you will reign again in this world. You will reign. And you are Lord. And we thank you. We give you honor. We give you praise. Bring deliverance, save souls, deliverance, set free and heal. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Seek him while he may be found. He said, my arm's not shortened, neither is my ear cauliflowered, that I cannot hear the cries of my people. Call upon the name of the Lord, and the Bible says you shall be saved. Until next time, God bless. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want.